and a pleasant good afternoon and now early good evening to you wherever you may be however you may be listening this is indeed the shukri right show shukri is back in the house first time in a while huh 91.5 fm wmfo and medford tusk reform radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn radio app and globally on wmfo.org wherever you may be however you may be listening thank you for making this show part of your thursday night as it is just shortly after 5 o'clock here in the Boston area and exactly three days before Christmas. There's a lot going on in Boston. There's a lot going on in Boston sports. I'm back. Better than ever. Happy to be here with you as this is the last show before Christmas. I'll be back again early next week as well. But let's get into the into everything I want to talk to you about over the course of the next hour. I'm here with you until 6 o'clock live right here, 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. But before most of you start unwrapping your presents and your blessings on Christmas morning, for those of you that celebrate out there, Christmas Eve, you are giving... A pretty big spread of football. And on that spread is the New England Patriots taking on the Cincinnati Bengals at home at Gillette Stadium. As I was prepping for the show, I came to this realization that the Patriots, they're in the position that they're in because of their own undoing. They have no one else to blame but themselves. From beginning of training camp all the way up till now, you can say that the referee you know, blew that call on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders, et cetera, et cetera. But the truth is the New England Patriots find themselves at 7-7 seven and seven, and they truly can't blame anybody but themselves. Which now leads me to the core point in which that I'm going to lead off today's show talking about this is the most critical three-game stretch for the New England Patriots as it pertains to their future. Allow me to explain why. If you're a Patriots fan or a football fan that's been following along since the start of the season, it's not hard to quickly figure out why, as to why this isn't hyperbole. But for those of you that are wondering, well, why why are you jumping off the edge? Don't you think that's a bit extreme? No. Here's why. You got the Bengals, as I just mentioned, on Saturday. After that, the final two games of your regular season, Dolphins, who are all likelihood, are going to make the playoffs, and the Buffalo Bills, who are in likelihood, are going to make the playoffs as well. And right now, those three teams are are three of the better teams in the AFC right now ahead of the New England Patriots. See, I would sit here and talk about what happened on Sunday. And I'm sure that is still a topic of conversation. I could sit here and try to give you a name for what was the most disgustingly disturbing final play of a game that you could lose on that final play of the game that I've ever seen in my life. I'm dead serious. 
I can't even come up with a name. I've struggled. I've come up with one name, but I'm not even sure if that's going to actually stick. And that is, I call that final play against the Las Vegas Raiders the Boston Masochist. That's exactly the name that I'm going to go with. I'm calling that final play of that game against the Raiders the Boston Masochist because what the actual hell was Jacoby Myers doing running backwards? Can someone explain that to me? Uh, Yeah, you can't. You can't make sense of it. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. But here's a reason why these three games are by far the most important three games post-Tom Brady as it pertains to the Patriots' future. Reason number one, Mac Jones. What has Mac Jones shown you outside of the whining and the complaining and throwing the offensive play caller under the bus? What exactly has he shown you to inspire confidence that he could be the starting quarterback of the Patriots for the future. He hasn't shown me a whole lot, to be frank. And if anything else, he has inspired more doubt that he has shown me that he is the guy that can lead the Patriots into the next potential championship chapter of their history. Think about it this way, ladies and gentlemen. You bring in someone who is new to a company and they are, you know, going through that phase where, let's say, the first quarter, first four months of their employment with their new employer, they've showed you tremendous promise. They've showed you what they're capable of. They've showed you everything that you needed to see from a rookie. Now, the key pieces and ingredients that helped make that first quarter or that first few months with your new job, that gets taken away from you. And now you're struggling to adapt. And in the midst of your struggles, you begin to question the very people that are in charge. You begin to question the direction of the team, the direction of where things are heading. You even go as far as to start publicly ridiculing and insulting your superiors. In corporate America, that only leads to one thing only. You're fired. But in the NFL... It could be taken either one of two ways. It can either be taken as, man, this guy really gives a damn. But lately, you've had two Patriot legends in Julian Edelman and Vincent Wilfork come out and say that, listen, man up. Listen, this is getting old, dog. You throwing a tip of tantrum on the sideline, what does that do for the team? It doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do you any benefit. So why are you persistent on throwing these tantrums? You've taken more steps backwards as a quarterback. Forget about the ineptitude 
of Matt Patricia. Everybody here in New England can sit here from now to New Year's, yell out all the insults of the worst of insults at Matt Patricia. But let's talk about Mac Jones, the quarterback. The quarterback play has been very pedestrian, and that's probably putting it very nicely. At times, pretty mediocre. So Mac Jones is the first reason why these next three games are the biggest and the most important post-Brady. Number two. My second reason is because Bill Belichick, if he wasn't before, he's on the hot seat now. We have got to stop with this whole mantra of he's the greatest head coach of all time with Tom Brady. We're not living in the past. Everything that he did, everything that he decided, going back to training camp, has blew up in his face. Let's start with the fact of he decided that he was going to bring back Matt Patricia and Joe Judge because he knew that they were still being paid by their former employers in the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants, respectively. So he said, you know what? We are going to bring them back. We don't got to pay them back. Diddly squat. And they'll be indebted to me. And what has that gotten you? Anger and frustration from your offense that has checked out sooner than an employer that wants to check out early on a Friday afternoon, knowing that the weekend is here. It's 2.30? Oh, I don't get out until what? 2.35? Peace. I'm checking out early. See ya. That's basically what this has become. Now, there's an old adage in life that goes, you get what you pay for. In sports, this couldn't be more true. But in the case of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick got exactly what he bargained for. Because in reality, he didn't necessarily pay Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to come back to New England. No. If anything else, they he looked at them and said, you know what? I don't got to pay them out of pocket. So I'm going to take you and you, your bargains. So where do you get? Bargain-like results. You want to use super glue to fix a, a leaky faucet? Congratulations. You're going to end up with a flood in your bathroom. That's going to spill out into other areas of the house. That's what you got. So Bill Belichick is the second reason why these next three games are the biggest three games post-Brady for the New England Patriots as it pertains to the future. Reason number three. What happens after the season as it pertains to Bill Belichick and management? Because I'm sure every single one of you has, in fact, heard the rumors by now, seen the rumors by now. What's going to happen post the season? Whatever that happens, we got a phone call.
So we have a phone call that came into the Shukri Wright Show here at 91.5 FM WMFO. So we're going to go to the phone call right away. we got Colin on the line, calling in from Boston. You're on the Shukri Wright Show. What's going on, Colin? Am I on with Shukri here? Yes, you are. What's going on, my man? How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Can't complain. Can't complain. Three days before Christmas yeah. and all is good. What's going on? What do you got? Yeah, Shukri, I just had a question. Um, do you actually go to the games or you just wear a jersey and hang out outside? What does that have to do with the um, with the topic that I'm talking about on the show? Anyway, if you're going to call into the show, at least talk about what I'm talking about on the show. Not present me with nonsense on the side. That's something you can you know message me about on social media. Not on the air, like. What are we doing? Anyway, third reason why this is the most important final three-game stretch of the season post-Tom Brady. Robert Kraft has a major decision to do. And understand that even if by some sort of holiday miracle that the Patriots make the playoffs, he understands that there are some serious problems that need to be addressed down in Foxborough. That's the truth. The first problem that he has to address is, what do you do with Bill in terms of his role? If you're not going to fire him, fine. But what do you do in terms of challenging Bill Belichick and saying, hey, we try to do it your way, it hasn't worked. Is he going to be, and when I say here, I'm talking about Belichick, is he going to be receptive to that challenge and say, you know what, I need to change things up around here? Or he said, you know what, nah, you know what, 22 years has been long enough, it's been great, it's time to go, time to go elsewhere. And, and, and ch- like ch- go chase the, the all-time wins record elsewhere. Because that is also real. So these next three games I'm looking at, from the Patriots' perspective, and I'm saying they have a lot riding on in terms of both the immediate and the distant future. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the Sugar Red Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Coming up next, does a home point streak get extended tonight or does it come to an end everything in life comes to an end at some point right well we're about to find out in just very short order as it pertains to the boston bruins that and much more coming up next here on the sugar red show 91.5 fm wmfo in medford Lester Grinspoon, Associate Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. 
back in 1966, concerned that so many young people were harming themselves through the use of marijuana, I began to review the medical and scientific literature to help clarify the nature of this harmfulness. Much to my surprise, I discovered that it was a substance remarkably free of toxicity. In fact, it is far safer than any pharmaceutical or recreational drug. There is no record of a single overdose death from its recreational or medicinal use. Marijuana is one of the most studied substances. I believe that it is high time that this country reconsider its stance on cannabis.
Welcome back to the Shakur Wright Show at 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch Free Farm Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show in which that I'm here with you until 6 o'clock. Only here with you for an hour tonight. I will be back to doing two-hour shows next week. But tonight, only an hour up until 6 o'clock. So we're going to talk about the Bruins during this segment. It'll be just a quick thought on tonight's matchup against the Winnipeg Jets. They are currently 21-10-2, the Winnipeg Jets, that is, in which that the Boston Bruins, they are going to look to extend their home point streak to 20 games. They're 17-0-2 at TD Garden. So... We know at some point that the, pay, that the Bruins, rather, they are going to lose their first home, their first game at home. It's going to happen eventually. But the Winnipeg Jets do present some interesting challenges, though. I found this on the web. They do. In which that this is a, a defense that is low-key stingy. As much as we know and we like to talk about how deep the Bruins' four lines are, but this is the first time in a while that I, that I say, you know, the Jets, they are stingy defensively. And I look at a guy like Josh Morrissey as someone that deserves their respect, who deserves their recognition, especially this year, in which that I think he is a legitimate candidate to win a Norris Trophy. That's how good he's been. And the Bruins are about to see firsthand tonight just the kind of player that he is, the kind of defenseman that he is. And you talk about, for example, the Jets. I'm going to talk about specifically the Jets for a moment. They played against the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday. And we talk about shutdown defensemen a lot. I have. But it's what he can also bring on offense. Because there's specifically a play in which that he danced around Drake Batherson and he shot a snipe past Cam Talbot, who was starting in net for the Ottawa Senators, and offered up a snipe pass to Kyle Connor that gifted the, the Jets with an opportunity to score. It's not so much just his shutting down his, you know, his skill to shut down the the opposition's um, top scoring threats. It's what he can do on the opposite end of the ice. But this is a Winnipeg Jets team that I do think that is that is really interesting because although they're going to be missing Blake Wheeler, he's going to be out for four weeks. That's a big blow, which should make things rather a bit more easier for the Bruins blue line that should have no problems against what the what the Winnipeg Jets are going to be throwing out there. But here's the thing, though. As much as we talk about the Bruins and how dominant they've been all year, the truth is there are there are other aspects of this team that could, you know, improve upon. You know, stay out of the penalty box. Let's start there. Because Winnipeg if they um, if they are really going, their power play is sneaky good. They're 11th in the NHL on the power play at 24%. So this isn't some sort of 
no bottom feeding, slobbing power play that's going on to the ice if the Bruins can't stay out of the, the penalty box. That has been a problem over the last several games. The Winnipeg Jets are a team in which that when they have the man advantage, they have the skill to score. And that's something that I'm going to be asking the Boston Bruins to, to do a better job of tonight. Stay out of the penalty box. If you got thoughts on tonight's game, you can call into the program at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. In continuation, if anything else, the Bruins find themselves in a in a place in which that they have to find and nitpick what they aren't doing well. Because it's easy to sit here and say, like, well, I mean, what faults do the Bruins really have? But I hate to be negative Willie here, but the truth is even the most perfect of teams have imperfections. It's not in the crease. It's not in between the the pipes. It's not the lack of scoring depths. But I will tell you, they have a bad tendency for when they get out in front They tend to take the foot off the gas. Most notably the other night against the Florida Panthers. They nearly blew that four-goal lead. They would end up winning the game, which I'm always happy about. But the truth of the matter is, is that even when they're dominating and they get out in front, they get too comfortable, and that's not good. You saw that against the Kings like just like just uh, that's not long ago, you saw that in which that this was a, a Bruins team that when they get out in front, there's only been a couple of instances where they they allowed themselves to get a little too comfortable, and that has not served them well when they get too comfortable. Like if you're gonna get out to a three goal lead, at least put your foot on the neck. That's all I ask for. Like, don't even hesitate to say, you know what? You don't stand a chance. We're not going to give you even a slithering of daylight. Coach Jim Montgomery spends a lot of time talking about the details, and that's something that I believe that the players have to do a better job of, and that's paying attention to the details. Because I've noticed that they'll have these, these laps in which that they're playing well, you know. They're, they're they're cycling pucks in deep, you know. Like like they're they're in on the forecheck. They're they're really stingy defensively, and then there are moments where it's like, "Yo, guys, what the hell are we doing? Like, what are you doing?" So, you got a formidable opponent from the Western Conference tonight in the Winnipeg Jets that's coming into the Garden tonight. It's going to be interesting. Also, the potential matchup in in the pipes, who. Pretty good one. Connor Hellebuck, he's expected to um, to be the starter tonight for the Winnipeg Jets, despite missing Tuesday's game against the Ottawa Senators. More on that during the WMFO Sports Update coming up in just a little bit. And you got Lennis Omark, who is expected to start in that for the Boston Bruins tonight. And it's the first of a, of a back-to-back. Tomorrow night, the, the Bruins, they're in New Jersey to take on the Devils. So the goaltending matchup should be pretty good. It could be, you know, a stalemate. It could be 
you know, a, a one-goal game, meaning that maybe it's a 2-1 or a 3-2 game, I think that's very possible. But one thing that I am looking for for the Bruins is that killer instant from minute one to the final minute of the game. Play a full 60 minutes. We know how dominant that they are in the third period, which is phenomenal, which is great. But they need to do a better job of bringing that third period dominance, bring it to the second period, bring it to the first period. When was the last time that you could say that you've seen the Bruins play a complete 60-minute game? It's been a minute. Although they've, they've been racking up the W's and getting the points, I'll give them credit. But it's been a minute since I've seen this team play a complete 60. Even though the wins have not always been, quote-unquote, perfect. And even on their worst nights, they still find a way to win the the game. And that is something that you cannot discredit, especially in the NHL where there's so much parity now. 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to, to, to to the show in which... It is time for the very first ever edition of the WMFO Sports Update brought to you by yours truly, Shukri Writes here on 91.5 FM WMFO. Here we go. The Boston Bruins return to ice. Tonight at TD Garden to face off against the Winnipeg Jets, who come into the matchup 21-10-1. Bruins look to extend its home point streak to 20 games. Connor Hellebuck will start in net for the Winnipeg Jets against Linus Omar, who will start in net for the Boston Bruins. Puck drop is tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Nesson. The Boston Celtics lost last night to the Indiana Pacers 112-107 at TD Garden. Celtics have now lost five out of the last six games. Celtics had an 11-5 lead early in the first quarter before the Pacers went on an 18-0 run to take the lead and never look back. Jason Tatum had 41 points in the loss for the Celtics. Meanwhile, Tyrese Halliburton scored 33 points to lead the Pacers. Celtics return to action tomorrow night at TD Garden against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tip-off 7.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Boston. The New England Patriots continue the preparations for their Christmas Eve matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday afternoon. Cornerback Jalen Mills and wide receiver Devontae Parker are among the Patriots who have been ruled out of Saturday's game for the Patriots along with long snapper Joe Cardona. Defensive end Sam Hubbard has been ruled out for the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Kickoff is Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern Time at Gillette Stadium, only on CBS. WMFO Sports Update is brought to you by yours truly, Shukri Wright. Updates at the bottom and the top of every hour on the Shukri Wright Show. I am Shukri Wright. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, South Street Farm Radio.
it was a normal day. He was in some minor accident, a fender bender. And I had this impulse to call him, but I didn't because I thought I could call him later that week. He abandoned the car, he came home, and he shot himself without ever talking to anyone. When I came home that night and I found her, they told me that she had shot herself, and I couldn't believe it. I asked if he was okay. Taking a gun into your house uh, for protection is um, a terrible myth. Once you pull that trigger, that's it. There is no coming back. 65 Americans a day die by gun suicide. Store your gun securely, locked, unloaded, and away from ammunition. Help stop suicide. Learn more at infamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I want to be the 
Welcome back to the Shukri Ray Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk, Free Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app, globally on WMFO.org. It is now 5.38 p.m. Eastern on this Thursday evening, as I know a lot of you are traveling or attempting to travel for the holidays that is basically here now. And for all of those that have traveled back that are, you know, students, um, of Tufts University, simply want to wish you the best of winter breaks. I know how the grind is during the fall semester, especially that being the shorter semester between the fall and the spring semester, how much of a grind it could be. Enjoy the month off. Enjoy the time with your family, with your friends, because towards the end of January, it's back to the grind yet again. And I sincerely wish all of you a very safe next several days and and be safe whatever you do and especially tomorrow with the storm that's uh, coming up here to boston actually starting later tonight as a matter of fact but be safe either way number to call on 855-915-WMFO 855-915-9636 is the number to call into the show as i want to spend some time talking about the celtics very briefly before the next break comes up and listen the celtics we knew going into the season that this was going to be a team that was going to take that next step. They have the talent. They have the capability of taking that next step and becoming a championship-level team. We all knew that the Celtics, as great of a start as they have gotten themselves off to, that this was going to you know, teeter off a little bit. It was bound to happen. 82 games, you're not going to go on a 73-9 and nine clip. That happens once, once a millennium. There's a reason why that when a team wins 70-plus games in the NBA, that garners a lot of attention. Go ask the 2015-2016 Golden State Warriors, 73-9, and nine, lost game seven in the NBA Finals. There's a reason why the 1995-1996 Chicago Bulls are revered 72-10 in 
winning the, the NBA Finals in 1996, the start of a second three-peat that the Chicago Bulls experienced and accomplished in the 90s. But the Boston Celtics, they were scorching hot once upon a time two weeks ago. And all of a sudden, in the last couple of weeks, the mood surrounding the Celtics has gone from jubilant, exciting, to now concerned. I'm personally concerned. I don't know about you, but I'm concerned that in these last six games, the Celtics have not looked like themselves at all. And I thought last night's game against the Indiana Pacers was particularly telling for a variety of reasons, which we'll get into now. The first reason, number one, is that the Celtics got off to an 11-5 lead. And everything was seemingly going their way early on until the Pacers said, time to wake up, boys. They went on an 18-0 run. And they didn't have the best response to the second half of that game. That's problematic. See, Mike Tyson has said it best. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. The Celtics have been getting punched in the mouth for the last two weeks. You go back and watch the last six games, including last night. When they have gotten punched in the mouth... How have their responses been? I mean, say what you will. Last night was a damn near miracle that they nearly came back and nearly pulled off the comeback in the second half. But it was too little too late. It shouldn't take Al Horford to go off on his teammates in order for this team to wake up. And Al Horford, it's not necessarily the most vocal guy on the team either. But here's the thing. If you need Al Horford to, like, galvanize the troops, light a fire under their asses or anything like that, you got a problem. You've got a legitimate problem. Which brings me to number two. The second reason that I'm most concerned for the Boston Celtics in this stretch It's not because they have suddenly started losing and, oh, my God, the glass is about to fall from the sky. No. The reason is because we thought that all of the issues that they went through in the first half of last season, being 11th in the Eastern Conference at one point, were seemingly out the window, and they were done with it, and they have moved on, and they have grown up. But I've seen the complete opposite that those issues are still lingering. They're still there. The moment that the team faces adversity, here comes the fighting. Here comes the arguing. Here comes X, Y, and Z. The, the, the small little answer that you, that you pick up. And those little things in which that you think that, oh, well, it's no big deal. This is, this is what's going to happen. No. It becomes a pattern. Case in point. Jason Tatum basically telling his teammate to F off. Do you really want your best player to to basically F off or be told or telling his teammate to F off in the middle of a game in which that they're getting their complete 
ass is handed to. Do you really want that? No. I don't think you really want to see that either. You have booze raining down from the seats at TD Garden onto the Celtics as they're heading into the locker rooms at halftime. And deservedly so. It was so bad that last night during the game, I tweeted asking, please, whoever took the real Celtics away, please bring him back. Because they're not here right now. They're not here. This is supposed to be a team that is taking that next step. And yes, at one point at the beginning of this month, this of this calendar month of December, this was a team that I was beginning to believe that, damn, this may be the best offense in league history based on shooter percentage, points per game, how they were shooting from the three-point line, you name it. But suddenly now, I look at this team and it's like someone – decided that they were going to rip their souls out of their bodies like a merciless soldier and not give it back. And who was that? That was the Golden State Warriors. That Saturday night game in which that they got completely kicked inside out. They haven't recovered from that game. If anything else, I'm wondering, the Golden State say, hey, we have your soul. We own you. We own you, sons of guns. What are you going to do about it? Oh, nothing. We're just going to go our way. That's basically what they've done. We haven't seen the Boston Celtics of the first two months since that game. But now that they're facing their first true adversity of the season, what do you do now? What are you going to do now? To your phone calls, I promise, call into the program 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. You're listening to the Shukri Wright Show, 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. How was your drive to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then, someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Let's face it. Life looks a little different. During these times, we're doing our best to keep our minds and bodies strong. And getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy. So we don't miss out on what matters. Like having game night at home. (coughs) (coughs) Yeah, can't do that while sick with the flu. Now imagine family movie night that your daughter can't live without. Well, that's ruined. And don't forget your uncle's socially distanced cookout. (coughs) See? That's why it's important to be at our strongest. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu. Especially now. No one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at getmyflushot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to the Sugar Ray Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Free Farm Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Coming up next at 6 o'clock, it is, it is the Desperate Hours with Alex. DJ Alex will be taking over from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., so keep it locked in here to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Just quickly during this last segment, I figured that I'd touch on a big story that has taken place in Major League Baseball in the last 24-plus hours, and and it directly has a big effect on the Boston Red Sox from a perception standpoint. See, Steve Cohen has become the modern-day George Steinbrenner. Allow me to explain. Steve Cohen is going to be entering his third season 
as the official owner of the New York Mets. What has he done since he's taken over as owner of the New York Mets? Spend, spend, and spend some more. George Steinbrenner, when he first became owner of the New York Yankees in 1973, he made a commitment that he was going to spend, spend, and spend some more, and he did. I mean, he brought in Reggie Jackson. He brought in Dave Winfield as free agents, most notably Reggie Jackson because Reggie Jackson, his legend became larger than life when he played with the New York Yankees playing in October, playing the World Series. But Steve Cohen has made it a personal mission to spend and invest into a team, and that has made other owners in the sport look bad. And most particularly, John Henry. Because John Henry, for reasons that I don't even want to know, has decided that he was going to go on the more frugal route when it comes to investing into the Boston Red Sox. Oh, don't worry about the other properties in Fenway Sports Group, but we're not going to invest. We're not going to pay the money to keep our homegrown player. You allow Xander Bogarts to walk out the door. But, sure, sure, that's not a big deal, right? I mean, this is also the same organization in recent years that have, that have traded John Lester, that have traded, um, you know, Mookie Betts to the Dodgers just less than three years ago. This is also the same franchise that has made it a point in recent memory. We don't keep our homegrown stars we we basically let them walk so of course red sox fans have a reason to be pissed so they see owners like steve cohen spending money investing into free agents most notably carlos correa 12 years 315 million dollars and 315 million reasons for carlos correa to say yes to the new york mets after the deal fell through with the san francisco giants but I am willing to bet, even more so now, John Henry is looked with an eye of scorn. Despite being at the helm of four World Series championships since 2004. Four. Despite that, he is looked upon with scorn. Why? Because he won't invest. And it matters. And especially when you're in a big market like Boston, let alone New York, you are expected to invest into the team. So that leads me to wonder, is it really that he's crying poor or is it the fact that his heart is not really in it as much as it once was? I think those are very fair questions to ask. And something that we're going to take a much deeper dive into, especially as the off-season progresses as hot stove season continues to burn on. What will the Boston Red Sox do next? It is now 5.57 p.m. We are at the end of the show. We are going to wrap it up with one last edition of the WMFO Sports Update brought to you by yours truly, Shukri Wrights here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Take it away.
Beginning in 2023, NFL Sunday Ticket will be moving to YouTube TV and YouTube Prime Time channels. It is a seven-year deal worth more than $2 billion per season. The Boston Bruins return to the ice tonight at TD Garden to face off against the Winnipeg Jets, who come into the matchup 21-10 and 1. Bruins look to extend its home point streak to 20 games. Connor Hellebuck will start in net for the Winnipeg Jets against Lennis Olmark, who will start in net for the Boston Bruins. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Eastern on Nesson. The Boston Celtics lost last night to the Indiana Pacers 112-107 at TD Garden. Celtics have, not, have now lost five of the last six games. Celtics had an 11-5 early lead in the first quarter before the Pacers went on an 18-0 run to take the lead and never looked back. Jason Tatum had 41 points in the loss for the Celtics. Tyrese Halliburton scored 33 points to lead the Celtics. The Pacers, excuse me. The Celtics return to action tomorrow night at TD Garden against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tip off 7.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Boston. The Patriots are continuing their preparations for the Christmas Eve matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday afternoon. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. I'll talk to you again next week. Desperate Hours with DJ Alex is coming up next in very short order. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Take care, everybody. Hi, this is Atsuko from Shonen Knife, and you are listening to WMFO in Medford, 91.5 FM. Around the courtyard, tell the cook to leave the kitchen window down.